1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and Merry Christmas one and all and welcome to another edition of All Access. This is the Wednesday night edition here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. Of course, on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app anywhere in the world via iHeart. You can check out our podcast at CrescentCitySports.com immediately following the show. You can also catch us via Alexa by saying play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. You can always email me, Ken, at CrescentCitySports.com or feel free to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. A bunch of ways to connect. We always enjoy doing so. Hope you're enjoying this wonderful Christmas week and that it gets even better for you. It's been better for the New Orleans Pelicans. Later on in the show, we'll talk college basketball with Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com and get you caught up with the latest on the New Orleans Saints getting ready for the Dolphins on Monday night in Caesar Superdome. But the Pelicans have their first legitimate win streak of the season, three in a row, first time they've done that, after winning 111-97 at home over Portland last night. A chance of sorts to get on a little bit of a roll. Joining us to talk about that for our first segment tonight is our good and great friend, Will Guillory of The Athletic. Will, listen, really appreciate the time. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, my friend. I absolutely can, man. I appreciate you for having me back on. Well, listen, when you, I guess it's a veritable win streak, okay? I mean, two in a row is not a win streak. Three in a row, you have to call that a win streak, right? No doubt. They they, they managed to, to make it happen. You know, it took a... Uh, the 60-foot bomb in OKC, and, you know, a, 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 a scrambling Bucks team that, that had no Giannis and no Chris Middleton, man, but they got it done. You got to give the Pels credit. They're playing much better basketball, and it's beyond just these three games. I, I think it goes all the way to the past 13 games. They're 8-5, and five, and they're looking like, like a different team. I wonder if we're going to look back at that Devontae Graham shot by season's end and talk about how that changed their fortunes. Look, this is not a championship team. We all know that. They're not a contender. But with the expanded, bloated playoff system, to get to that 10 spot, frankly, doesn't look all that difficult because the bottom half of the Western Conference just isn't that good. Yeah, I mean, the West is just pretty atrocious this year. It's, it's crazy because, you know, for years and years, we talk about how lopsided is comparing the west to the east and now this year man you're looking at maybe utah 
Phoenix and, and maybe one other team in the West and everything else is just a scramble. A whole bunch of 500 teams, teams dealing with injuries, teams that having disappointing seasons. So, yeah, it's crazy that the Pelicans had a nine-game losing streak that started off 3-16 and 16 to begin the season. They're two games out of the playing tournament. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty wild. And, obviously, they haven't had Zion Williamson all year. The Brandon Ingram had his little injury, you know, with the, the, the hip that kept him out for seven games. And they're figuring it out. And you got to give Willie Green a ton of credit for what he's done with this team because he's kept them believing, because I can tell you from talking to Pelicans fans, there wasn't a whole lot of Pels fans still believing, you know, halfway, you know, into that losing streak and hearing, you know, the same old message, and they're, they're finding a way to put it together. Well, frankly, there haven't been a lot of Pelicans fans, period, and the only way that's going to change is by winning, because you've been at the games and just haven't had very good crowds. The Milwaukee crowd was pretty good, but by and large, it's it's not been good, and that's all about football distractions and a, a losing team and a perpetual losing team so i've always maintained if they win they'll have a solid following but they've never sustained that consistently uh, do you believe as i do that it can be sustained uh, in terms of crowds if they win consistently yeah no doubt i mean you know we were there you know a few years ago when this team made that playoff run the 10 game winning streak in ad's last real season uh, the year Boogie tore the Achilles, those crowds were, were incredible, you know, during that stretch. And I remember that playoff run, uh, the, the two Portland games, the two Golden State games, the, the crowd in the Smoothie King Center was was crazy, man, seeing how much the fans were invested. And I think you're exactly right. It's not just about them winning games, but I would also say it's about having a team that the fan base can buy into. And I think that's something we saw that season with the, just the scrappiness they had and Beardless Nico and that whole thing. And I think this year with the way these, these guys are united, the way they're playing hard, uh, I think the, the fans are really into this team. The, the, the Herb Jones uh, emergence, uh, you can tell the fans really love this team, even though they're not as successful at this point. I, I think the fans are invested in what this group is building. And it's funny because last year it seemed like they were so much more talented, but the fan base just kind of hated that team. <laughs> they were so resentful of just you know how it was built and what was going on with Eric Bledsoe and Stan Van Gundy. And this year they're not as talented. But they're scrappy, and I think the fan base is, has really watched this team, uh, enjoyed watching this team kind of grow up, you know, over the past couple of weeks. Well, Willie Green's a likable guy. I think everybody likes Willie. Look, Alvin Gentry's a good guy, and people liked Alvin Gentry, but fans got tired of him, and they, they didn't think he was the answer. Willie Green's just starting. He's a likable guy. He's a young coach. He can relate to players, and his coaching, I think, will continue to improve as, as he evolves and as he grows into the game. And then with the players, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. There's no Lonzo Ball, who was a lightning rod, and there's no Eric Bledsoe, who nobody liked. So I think that part of it is there. And then you got Jonas Valanciunas, who is, with all due respect to Steven Adams, that's a major step up. You're talking about a guy that's tied for the league lead in double-doubles with 24 and has just been consistently good from the get-go. I mean, his only game where he wasn't very good was the season opener. He's just been consistently good from start to, to present, and then when he gets in foul trouble last night, really Hernan Gomez comes in and plays great. And he's just been really good since he got that backup center job. And he's he's just absolutely gripped that like a vice grip. He's not letting that go. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call him Jonas Valanciunas or Dirk Valanciunas. You know, he's the best three-point shooter in the league. I don't know what you want to call him. But, I mean, that, that dude has been playing at such a high level this year. It's crazy. 
uh, because you, you mentioned just the Eric Bledsoe thing and going into last summer. We talked about this a few times. Just everybody looked at that roster and said, you know, how is David Griffin going to find a way to get off of those two contracts? How is he going to find a way to upgrade this, this roster when you got those two players that you kind of have to attach assets to get rid of? And they end up turning Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams into a major upgrade at center and a guy who's made such a huge difference with this team, with his physicality, uh, with his presence, the way he plays every single night. I think he's so invested in this team, and he's already signed his extension. He's already bought a home here in New Orleans, and I think Jonas is really invested in what this team is building, and you can see it uh, just with the passion he's playing with every night, and I think he's been such a great addition to this team, and it's crazy. Because the, the idea of getting him was to add an offensive weapon next to Zion Williamson, right? Because that was the big issue with Steven Adams last year was that so many teams just kind of ignored uh, Steven Adams in order to stop Zion Williamson. And the thought was, well, you put a JV there, a guy who can get you 30 on certain nights next to Zion Williamson, it'll make life much more difficult. And with Zion gone, it's putting much more on Jonas's, uh, you know, shoulders every night. He stepped up to the challenge. He's been incredible all season, and I think he's – you know, brought such a presence to this team in the middle that they've needed. And I think he's been extremely important to their success. And then Hernan Gomez. I mean, the guy, he didn't complain. He just sat and waited for his turn. He got it. And all he's done has been consistently good off the bench. Yeah, and that's just who Billy is. You know, if you talk to people around the Pels, they all talk about just, you know, what personality Hernan Gomez brings to the locker room, a guy who's just always happy. You know, all, he's everybody's best friend on the team. Everybody has a great, crazy story about Billy and just the way he brightens up the room. And he's one of those guys you see, you know, with, with a whole lot of teams where when he comes in and plays well, you see the whole bench going crazy. Everybody's rooting for him uh, just because not only they see the work he puts in every day, but just how much – He's committed to his teammates, and I think that's why they love Billy so much is because the presence he has in the locker room and how much he lifts everybody up around him so that they love what he brings, you know, as a rebounder, as a guy who can score in the middle, but also a guy who's just a great locker room guy. And I think that's when you talk to people around his team, that's what you hear over and over again. This team is just really united, and they all enjoy playing together. They love rooting for each other, and I think that's where it all has to start if you want to build a winner, especially in a city like New Orleans. you got to have a team that wants to play together, that wants to see each other succeed, and having a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez in the locker room is a great place to start because that's just all everything he represents. So I think seeing him succeed uh, is just a big boost for this locker room because that's what they, they need, and they need that scoring presence as well in the middle just because the guards – have struggled so much. So I think that's been a huge addition to that bench as well. Question to the inbox for Will. I was going to get to it anyway. What's up with Trey Murphy? Uh, is it too early to call him a bust? And why hasn't he been more productive? And that's from yeah. Bobby. Bobby to our inbox for you, Will. Yeah, I think it's still very early on Trey Murphy. I, I think, you know, with him, he, he kind of went up and down earlier in the season with his shot. And we know that's kind of the, the, the main thing of what his offense is, his shooting ability. And we know with younger players, they go up and down with that jumper. You know, I think he's still figuring out the offensive end. I, I think he's starting to come along a little bit defensively. They're starting to give him more playing time. Uh, I think with a guy like Garrett Temple on the bench, Willie Green, you know, he played a long time in this league. He would – he probably just trusts a veteran guy like Garrett Temple a little bit more rather than giving, you know, Trey Murphy those minutes to learn and go through a few mistakes. But I think he's starting to turn that corner. And I'm a big believer in Trey Murphy, just the person, just the, his approach to the game, his mentality. So I think he's going to be just fine. 
I love his length. I love his athleticism. I think he's going to be a really good player. He just needs some time uh, to just kind of learn on the job. And I think with this current roster, they, they, they kind of feel good about their current rotation. And it's taking him, you know, some work to get back in, into the flow. Well, I think it's starting to happen. I think you're going to see him play well because that guy can shoot it, man. I see him in practice all the time. I see him in pickup games. That guy can shoot the rock, and he can shoot it from distance. So I think once he starts feeling comfortable, he's going to be a great asset for this team, especially when Zion comes back and you need those floor spacers out there. Uh, Trey Murphy is going to be a perfect fit for what they need. Visiting with Will Guillory of The Athletic. Bobby, hope that answered your question. 2601061 to join us. And then with regard to Devontae Graham, he's playing better of late. Uh, overall, he's been okay. Uh, no issues there. And then, of course, when you look at Josh Hart, uh, last night was one of his best games. The energy is always there. The defensive effort is always there. Offense is a bonus when you get that from him. And they got that last night. And he, he does that. You know, again, every night he brings the energy. It's a matter of whether he can make shots or not. Nikhil Alexander-Walker uh, would have to be considered a disappointment. He lost his starting job, didn't step up. And, of course, uh, you know, his shooting has not been good. But last night... That all changed. He shot the ball incredibly well. Uh, he came in, gave this team a gigantic lift. And, you know, with, with Alexander Walker, I wonder if he'll ever be a good enough shooter. But beyond that, to me, it's also about his decision-making. He, he takes mm-hmm. bad shots at time. He doesn't make the right pass. Uh, he has ability, but you just kind of – he's the one guy you look at and you scratch your head and you, you're waiting for that light to go on. And it hasn't quite happened yet. Last night was, you know, a glaring example of of how maddening it it can be because that's what he's capable of doing. Yeah, and I've always been a big believer in the kill's ability. Uh, I think that guy is so talented. You know, a big guard can shoot the ball, can make plays off the dribble. You know, sees the floor well. I really think you know he he has a bright future when he puts it all together. But you're exactly right. The biggest issue with him is not ability; it's decision making. It's him just taking bad shots, not knowing when to take shots, not knowing when to kind of take his foot off the gas pedal. He, I think, him and Bi kind of have a similar trait where they come in and they want to make an impact so bad, and they want to be great. And they kind of push so hard that sometimes they, they kind of push too hard and they got to learn how to uh, sometimes just kind of ease back and let the game come to them. And I, and I think B.I. has done a much better job with, job with that the past few weeks. And I think that's something that Nikhil is still learning. But you said it last night. You saw just what type of player he can be uh, with the shot making and the way he could heat up so fast and his ability to defend multiple positions, be active in the passing lanes. I think he could be such a great asset when he's playing well, but I think you know he, he just kind of struggled with his confidence this year because the shots just haven't fallen, and he came in with a lot of expectations for what he could be with this team. You said it, they gave him that starting role. Willie Green pumped him up early on and said, I want this guy to be a big-time scorer for us, especially without Zion, and it just hasn't happened uh, the way he wanted it to, but I still – uh, believe big time in, in this guy's ability. And I think once he starts settling, settling in mentally and figuring out when to take those shots, what's a good shot, what's a bad shot, I, I think he could be a really good role player for this team. It's just about, you know, just knowing when to take those shots. I think that's the biggest thing. And once he gets it right, I, I think he's going to be a really nice piece for this team. Brandon Ingram has stepped up to be that alpha dog he needs to be during this good streak. And and that's encouraging because he needs to be that guy for this team. No doubt. He, uh, he's playing at an all-star level right now. And it all kind of started 
a few weeks ago uh, coming off of that hip injury. He had about a five-game stretch, but he was just looking bad. He, he didn't look anything like the branding that we've seen in the first couple of years here in New Orleans. And him and Willie Green sat down and had a talk and looked at some film. And, you know, it was difficult for B.I. because teams were throwing so many double teams at him. He was seeing multiple bodies every time he saw the ball. And that was something different for him because, you know, his first couple of years in New Orleans, he played next to guys like Drew Holiday next to guys like Zion Williamson who can take the pressure off him. And this year, it was just kind of all on him. And it was really difficult for him to adjust. And I think he's done an amazing job the past couple of weeks of learning how to pick his spots, learning how to make plays off the ball, uh, and knowing how to really get his shots without pounding the ball, playing a whole bunch of pick and roll, one-on-five type of thing. We saw him doing a lot of last year. And I think he's playing at an extremely high level right now, uh, and he's been the, the catalyst to them really putting this thing together the last 13 games. And I've said it before, I think he's playing at an all-star level. And just with him taking on that leadership role, I think it's allowed everybody else on the roster to kind of fall into their proper roles. And everybody's kind of following him. And I think just uh, his cerebral approach, uh, I think, is on another level this year. And I think you got to give a lot of credit to Willie Green for the way he's been able to connect with B.I. because that was the issue we talked about a lot last year, right, with Stan Van Gundy being unable to get through to B.I., being unable to get through to Zion. And I think Willie Green has had a ton of success with that early on with B.I., and we're starting to see the results now with the way he's played in these past 13 games. And to me, it's pretty it's pretty amazing to say, but the glue on this team is Herbert Jones, and he's a second-round draft pick and a rookie who just defends every night no, knows when to take shots, doesn't have to score the ball to be effective, but he can uh, do that, especially with either hand around the painted area. So this guy's just been terrific. He's a really good player, smart, understands his role, and plays within himself. And he's just, he's just been, I think, one of the better draft picks in the entire draft in 2021. No doubt. Uh, he's, uh, I think you could argue he's one of the best draft picks this, this uh, you know, organization has made since David Griffin came to town. And, you know, I can go on all day about Herb Jones, man, not on Herb. He's been incredible for this team and just everything he brings defensively. Just such a high IQ for a rookie. I mean, this is the guy who was a second-round pick. And he's come in and, and he's kind of forced Willie Green to, to, to give him all of the minutes and play him such a big amount of uh, – to make him such a big part of the rotation – just because, of, just like you said, everything he brings on both ends of the court can defend multiple positions, uh, knows how to cut, knows how to pass the ball, make plays for others. He, he's not as confident in his three-point shot just yet, but he knows when to shoot him and when to, to, to kind of move out of the way and give other guys an opportunity to play in space. I think he's such a, a fantastic addition for this team just because he brings a little bit of everything you need around guys like Zion and B.I., right? He can defend uh, multiple positions. He's unselfish. He rebounds the ball. A uh, guy with size. He can play uh, in the passing lanes. I think he's an incredible addition for this team. He's the type of guy you need to succeed in this new NBA, this positionless league uh, where you need guys who are big, who can defend guards, defend bigger guys. And I think, man, the sky's the limit uh, for this young dude because I think we all talk about what he does defensively and rightfully mm-hmm. so because I think he's already – the best defender on this league, uh, on in, on this team. Uh, but I think he has a, a really high ceiling as far as what he can do offensively as well, just because of his IQ and he's continuing to improve on that jump shot. So, yeah, I think this guy is going to be a, a big-time piece 
for this franchise for a long time, and they love him. And, and that goes for the front office, the, the guys on the roster. They're big believers in what Herb Jones does, and it's crazy uh, that he's advanced so far this early in his career. Yep, special. About a minute left with Will Guillory. Uh, not a fan of Sadoransky. Unfortunately, Kyra Lewis is hurt, so they need minutes from him. Uh, but finally, this is a real chance for this team to get on a little bit of a roll. You got Orlando tomorrow night. They're, they're no good to begin with, 2-10 at home, but they've also got COVID issues. And then Oklahoma City over the weekend, who, again, is not a, a very potent team. So there's a real chance to get on a little bit of a roll here, isn't there? No doubt. Two very winnable games coming up for them. And I think going back to your Sadoransky point, I think a big question for David Griffin moving forward is how can he upgrade that backup point guard position? We know they don't want to give up any future picks. They don't want to do too much because this team, like you said, it's not like they're competing for a championship this year. But I do think there's a chance if you add another veteran guard to this group, a guy who can run the offense, take some of the stress off of B.I., off of Devontae Graham, this team can be really dangerous. And I think, you know, they're right there in the playing tournament, which is wild. And if they continue playing at this pace, uh, I think it's going to put a little bit of pressure on David Griffin in that front office to add to that bench and, and kind of help them out because they're starting to put something together. And you feel the belief within that, that building. And I think uh, just adding one more piece to that bench will be huge for this team. So I think that's something I want to keep an eye on is what they do uh, to kind of start pushing down a little bit and maybe uh, start committing to making a run for that playing tournament because it seemed impossible a few weeks ago. Uh, but now it's very real, uh, especially if they add up a few more wins in these next few weeks. You can read his material at The Athletic. I suggest you do. Follow him on Twitter at Will Guillory. Will, listen, always a pleasure. Keep up the great work. Appreciate you. Always have, always will. Merry Christmas to you and yours, buddy. Absolutely, man. Merry Christmas, Ken. I appreciate you having me on. All right, Will. Thank you. It's Will Guillory of The Athletic. We'll take a brief time out here when we return. College basketball, the landscape locally, what it looks like. Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com will join us to break it down later on. Saints talk as well. And some other talk about the NFL and NBA later in the show. Back in just a moment with Lenny Van Gilder here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Macy's last minute gift sale is going on now with an extra 20% off great gift ideas for everyone on your list with your coupon or Macy's card. Not sure what to get? Give a gift card and let them decide. Shop your local Macy's early and late and get your gift orders faster when you pick up curbside or in store. Plus, it's time to spend your Macy's money on anything. No merchandise exclusions. Details at Macy's.com slash Macy's money. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. 
Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CDS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Navage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms. Changing this <coughs> into this. NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. We are Live Festival Television, the all-new WLFT and KGLA, bringing you new episodes of Fayette 5 with LaTangela Fay weekdays, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Join the fun and be sure to join our Out and About Broadcasting Live with Allie Bogler Blanche, highlighting all things Louisiana. Ring in the new year with us as we count down with the Red Stick Drop, bringing you all of the action on the all-new WLFT and KGLA, or download the Louisiana Film Channel channel app. This report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans have their longest win streak of the season at three games after whipping Portland 111-97 Tuesday night at Smoothie King Center. The Pelicans outscored the Blazers 30-19 in the fourth quarter to pull away for the win. Brandon Ingram had 28 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 27 points. Josh Hart had 20. The Pelicans return to action at Orlando Thursday night. In college basketball, Iowa defeated Southeastern Louisiana's men 93-62. The New Orleans Saints return to the practice field today in preparation for Monday night's game with the Dolphins at Caesar Superdome. In the NFL, the Eagles down Washington 27-17 to drop the Saints to ninth in the NFC. Jalen Hurts accounted for three touchdowns. And the Rams dropped Seattle 20 20- 
10. Cooper Cup, nine catches, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. Four LSU baseball players have received preseason All-America recognition from Collegiate Baseball Newspaper. Outfielder Dylan Cruz, infielder Jacob Berry, first-team All-Americans, and its first baseman Trey Morgan voted to the second team. Outfielder Gavin Dugas to the third team. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. College basketball season underway in earnest and people might be paying more attention now than previously. If you haven't been paying attention, some interesting stories locally, and in the region taking place, joining us to break it down, Lenny Van Gilder of CrescentCitySports.com. Lenny, great to have you with us. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas. Uh, talking college basketball, it'd be nice to see a game again at some point. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, 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 it's been a while for, for, for the immediate uh, New Orleans area, at least. I mean, right. you, know, you know, Southeastern Nichols played last night. But, uh, you know, right. yeah, it's been, it's been a while since we've, uh, since we've had one here locally. Yep, Nichols pretty good. Uh, Southeastern Nichols last night. Tonight, LSU against Lipscomb. That's on SEC Network. So Tigers try to remain unbeaten. We'll get to them shortly. And we'll get to Loyola, of course, the other great story locally. Looking at the other entities here locally thus far, uh, it's been a little bit of a rough ride for Dillard at 5-10. and 10. Mike Newell typically has really good teams there, but they've they've struggled a bit ever since the beginning of November. So they're at 5-10 and 10 right now, not quite uh, what you would expect from that program. Of course, for Xavier, it's been good, but Xavier's always good. And Xavier's 7-1, and one, ranked 15th in the nation in the new NAIA Top 25 poll, or the latest one, I should say. And, of course, Xavier's a very good program, Lenny. And before we talk about Loyola, that's kind of what we expect from Alfred Williams teams. They they seem to be a Top 25 team every year. Well, look, this is... This is a good area for an AI basketball, and I say area, I mean the whole state of Louisiana, okay? You start talking about, you know, LSU Shreveport and LSU Alexandria, and uh, obviously here with, you know, with Loyola, who has been an ascending program, uh, and obviously number one in the nation right now. Xavier has been a traditional power. Dillard, uh, under Mike Newell, has been a very solid program as well, so... You know, at any given time, you could have, you know, any and all of those schools trying to make their way into the, you know, into the NAIA National Tournament. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to be thinking about maybe even bigger fish to fry if you're somebody like Loyola sitting there at number one in the nation right now. Uh, you know, do you start to, you start dreaming about the, you know, a conference championship one, you know, them in a conference national championship like they did way back, uh, was that in the '40s? I guess it was when they uh, when they did that. But uh, who, who knows? Uh, you know, long, long way to go. It's all got to play itself out. But it'll be fun to watch, sir. Suno, of course, it's great to know that they're going to be coming back in basketball and in volleyball after a hiatus. So that's obviously an encouraging sign locally as well. Oh, no doubt. It's uh, look, they've they've been a part of that scene for a long time, and you would hope, you know, certainly the you know, some of the other sports as well. Uh, you know, you, you want to see them be able to 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 excel. Uh, you know, in all those areas. Of course, a lot of tradition in track and field at Suno, and uh, you know, again, you want you want to you want to see you want to see everybody be able to excel and you know, in, in everything they compete in. And obviously, there's a lot of a lot of great athletes in this area to to help fill those spots. Of course, Clifford Barthe at Delgado. They don't get much attention via media, 
but they're they're playing pretty decent basketball as well, following along. Loyola's certainly got one of their outstanding players from last year that's helped them be good, but you still got Delgado's program there too. No, no doubt. And uh look, it's like you say, there's there's enough to go around. You know, we, we just we're just coming off a of football signing day. But, you know, we're we're into we're into basketball season heavily right now, especially on the you know, high school front. We'll have a couple of games tomorrow night on Crescent City Sports, so the, the the finals in the third place game from from Country Day, and I mean we'll get more into that later. But it's you know, th- those players who are in the area around the state, if if you want to play, you're gonna find a place to play because there's a lot of opportunities at a lot of different levels around here, you know, but thirteen division one schools in Louisiana. Uh, I think the last time I counted, there are 28 schools playing in either the two- or four-year level in the state of Louisiana. So you, if, if you want to play, there's a lot of opportunities there for you to do. Of course, the Loyola Wolfpack, it's been uh, some story to this point at 13-0, and number one in the nation, NAIA national rankings, and it's been quite a balanced effort. Just a deep team. Stacey Hollowell's done a tremendous job of recruiting and then coaxing the best out of this bunch. Uh, they were good last year. They've been good the last few years, and they've just gotten better and better. That's the good news. The bad news is they've got COVID issues, and they will not have played a game since December 9th when they play Fort Lauderdale on January the 2nd. By the way, that game is going to be at the Loyola Recplex, the first game there uh, this year. Of course, the Hurricane did some damage to it, but they're going to play there on the 2nd. Ironically, they're going to play on the third at Devlin Fieldhouse. So not totally going back to the Recplex, but going there on January 2nd, according to Coach Hollowell. So with regard to Loyola, uh, you can almost see this coming uh, with the way they've played the last couple of years. And when you look at their team this year, it's been all about a team with, with depth, a team with balance, a team with length. And, you know, they served notice when they went to Lakefront Arena and, and whipped the you know, a Division One team in the University of New Orleans, and yeah, and, and, and I'm I, I'm sure they were disappointed. You know, they lost those couple opportunities to, you know, to go play exhibition games at Southern Miss at, mm-hmm. and and at uh, UL Lafayette. And I'm not saying they would have won those games, but you know, they certainly the way they're playing, you know, they would have been very competitive in them. And and look, I think at that level, that that is the formula you need to win. It's not like you're going to sign five star recruits. Okay, you've mm-hmm. got to. You've got to have that depth, that balance, uh, that ability maybe to run 10, 12 guys out there at, a, at another team that, that uh, may have you know, a handful of good players but may not yeah. have as many. You know, I, remember, yeah, I remember that from you know, days of Tulane back in the 90s. We talk about you know, hey, one, one through five, a lot of people could, could match up. But when you got to one through ten in the days of the posse, that's where you, you made a difference. So that's a you – know, uh, that can be a point of difference at that level, certainly. When you look at the Loyola team, as I mentioned, it's all about balance. Miles Burns has been a great addition. He's really good, a senior playing well. Brandon Davis, who came from Delgado as a sophomore, is averaging 15 a game. He's been really good for them. Andrew Fava has been consistent from the get-go, averaging 12.7 a game. Zach Reitzel, their other star, leading scorer at 16.4 a game. But Terry Smith's been really good for them. You know, playing off the bench, uh, and he's, he's been a real solid contributor. Jalen Galloway has been that kind of guy as well. Zach Muller's given them good minutes. You know, they, they've had guys that have stepped in and played, 
You know, again, uh, Milan Mejia has done a good job. So they've got depth. But when you've got four guys averaging double figures, you can't concentrate on any one player. That's what makes Loyola difficult. No, and it's, you know, you've got, if one guy's having an off night for whatever reason, you've got plenty of other candidates to step up. And um, you're right. It's, you're not going to be able to just concentrate uh, your defense in one direction because there's plenty of other people uh, who can take the shots and, uh, you know, go go produce the offense. Even if you've got maybe that one lockdown defender, you, you, you really, it's, it's picking your poison, really. Yeah, and then, of course, turning our attention to LSU, uh, that's uh, – look, everybody keeps asking the question about Will Wade. I can't answer it. I don't know. All I can say is that he just continuously recruits well and just uh, – re, re, he doesn't rebuild. He just reboots with, with another group of good players. So those that haven't paid attention, look, they play Lipscomb on uh, SEC Network tonight. You get a chance to check that out. But, again, I've seen him once. They've got length with a big center that can play. Uh, they've got some, some shooting ability on this basketball team. Not proficient from three-point range, just 30%. But they shoot 78% from the free-throw line, and that's big in close games. Tari well, Eason, no, no doubt. No doubt. Eason's well, been really I, good. Yes, Darius Days has been glue, yeah, and their yeah. defense, go ahead, has been very yeah, good. The defense is the difference in, in, in my mind from what I've seen. I think uh, – I think whether they're twelve and zero at eleven of the teams they've played this year, they've held the season lows. So they are just they are locking people down. And when I'm, you know, it's low percentages, it's low point totals, it's uh, and and they've got enough, you know, they got enough savvy that even when they do get, uh, you know, they got themselves a little bit behind, and you know, on on Saturday up in uh, up in Bossier City against Louisiana Tech, won the problem, came rallying back, and and again. Defense will do that. Defense will travel. Defense will be there every night, even if you're having a, you know, a bad shooting night. Uh, but here's the thing with LSU: the schedule is brutally front loaded. So after yeah. tonight, uh, I think six of their first seven games in SEC play are against ranked teams. Yes, so you're going to find out in a big hurry in conference play just what this LSU team is all about. If they get out of there. Four and three at the you know the, the third fourth week of January. Once they're through once they're through the seven game mark, uh, they're they're going to feel pretty good about themselves. I would think. Yeah, to your point, their defense has been not good, but it's been great. Opponents against LSU are shooting thirty three percent from the field, twenty five percent from three point range, and LSU is forcing nineteen point two turnovers a game. So their defense is just stifled and suffocated opponents. We're going to find out a lot about them with that schedule in the SEC very shortly. You're right, but a chance to watch them tonight, and, and certainly this is a very good team. Uh, I guess, last but not least, Tulane. You've seen them. You've worked some of those games. Just I have not seen them play in live. Uh, all I've seen, basically, uh, are highlights. And just tell me your impressions of what you've seen there. It's not been very good. Well, I think they got a couple of really good players in in Cook, uh, particularly. We're talking about LSU, the the the, the LSU transfer, uh, along with the Alabama transfer, who's back again this year. Uh, but uh, Forbes, but it what you know, it, it's it's the consistency there. There, you know, you in four or five minute stretches, they look like gangbusters. They look really good and can shoot the lights out and really get up and down the floor and 
do all the things you want them to be able to do, and then they might go the next five minutes without scoring a basket. So I think it's, you know, if this team is going to take the next step, uh, they've got to start getting some of that consistency. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, they lost, you know, you come off a of finals, finals at Tulane are grueling. They were going to come out with two games against Grambling and against UNO. Those get wiped off the books. Now your next game is your conference opener against Memphis, having not played in three weeks. Yeah. And that's a week from tonight. And uh, now Memphis has got their own COVID issues. They lost a game you know, an hour before tip-off on Saturday against Tennessee, uh, lost a game earlier this week. So, you know, they're, they're going to be in the same boat, at least having not played in a couple of weeks when they get to that point. So it's, you know, what, what's going to happen? You Look, there's so much of the COVID issues going on around the country in college basketball right now because mm-hmm. you're dealing with such small rosters that right. it's, and guys who are always together that one case, but you know, with the, you know, especially if there's any, you know, if there's any kind of symptoms or anything like that, you start dealing with contact tracing, you can, you know, you can wipe a team out for, you know, a week or more. And right. how, you know, how are teams going to respond from those breaks is going mm-hmm. to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, you're going to end up with some, you know, you're going to end up with some tight weeks of scheduling there, trying to make games up as some of these things, you know, some of this happens in conference play. It's already happened. And smartly, I think you've got leagues reversing uh, mm-hmm. their original thoughts on this in terms of uh, calling forfeits. They haven't all yep. done it yet, but a lot of them are doing it. And that's a, that's a smart move because yep. no one no one expected what was coming here with this latest variant. And then UNO is the last one, of course, I wanted to get in. Three and seven thus far, but the schedule's been really tough, and they've traveled quite a bit. I think they're going to get better and better. They're going to be a contender in the Southland Conference. Yeah, Got to get back I'm, from these protocols, I, too. Yeah, I like what that league is doing. Obviously, down to eight teams, they're putting on a week-long event in Katy, Texas. So if you're a fan of any of those schools, you go sit in there for a week and watch four games a day, men's and women's. And it's a, you know, it's basically a, you know, it's an 18 tournament where everybody's going to get to play three games and you, you see what everybody else is about and see where you stand right there heading into conference play. It doesn't count against your conference record, but it's teams you're going to see again over the next seven, eight weeks. And I think that mm-hmm. is a tremendous idea and a great way for a league that's got a hard time trying to schedule games where all of a sudden now you've only got 14 conference games playing home and home to put this event on the first week of January over in Katy. By the way, as we let you get away, Timmy Berg uh, checking in with me at halftime. Carr is blowing out St. Thomas Moore 39-14 to in the third quarter. So wow. Carr Cougars wow. are really good. Yep. So it looks like Carr is going to be in the championship game tomorrow night. As Lenny mentioned, we'll have the third-place game and the championship game of the Country Day Classic from Metairie beginning at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Looks like St. Thomas Moore in the third-place game uh, against the loser of the second game tonight, Catholic High of Baton Rouge and Country Day. Carr would be in the championship game approximately 7.30 against the winner of the Country Day Catholic game. We'll have both games on CrescentCitySports.com, and Timmy will join me along with Coach Bill Gallagher, and we look forward to that. You, you got, you've got no wins, and the two of them have got uh, a few more than you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I never will either. So, uh, you never so will. There you have it, man. I'm undefeated, let's put it that way. That, that's, that's true. That's Read Lenny's work at CrescentCitySports.com. Lenny, thank you. Appreciate the time. And again, Merry Christmas to you and your family. M- Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. We'll take a brief time out when we return. The latest on the New Orleans Saints as we continue with all access for a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. 
Oxner Health System presents the Oxner Eat Fit Minute with Molly Kimball. Eggnog is one of those holiday traditions that we just can't escape this time of the year. It's not the most nutritious beverage. A single cup of eggnog has about 400 calories and 40 grams of added sugar. There are now lower sugar options on shelves that can satisfy both your taste buds and your nutritional needs. Bolt House Farms is hands down better for you eggnog with 60% fewer calories and 80% less saturated fat. If you're looking for a non-dairy vegan option, try Califia Farms. And like all holiday treats, if you indulge just occasionally, then savor your favorite eggnog to the fullest. But if you're on that daily eggnog train, give one of these lighter options a try. I am registered dietitian Molly Kimball, and we hope you enjoyed your Oxner Eat Fit Minute. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Attorney spokesperson Damon J. Baldonan Associates Law Firm with Principal Office in Homa, Louisiana is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention all home and business owners in this listening area. If your home or business was damaged by Hurricane Ida, you could be entitled to significant compensation even if you've already received compensation from your insurance company. Call 800-716-3153 right now to see if you qualify for additional compensation. Hurricane Ida devastated much of Louisiana in August of 2021. After major storms, insurance companies intentionally undervalue claims so they can pay customers less than they are rightfully owed for the damage to their homes and businesses. You've paid your insurance premiums for years and you deserve fair and full compensation for your losses. Call 800-716-3153 right now to see if you qualify for significant compensation. Don't wait. If your home or business was damaged by Hurricane Ida and you believe you were cheated, misled, or underpaid by your insurance company, call 800-716-3153 now. You may be entitled to significant additional compensation. Hurry. Time is limited. Call 800-716-3153. 800-716-3153. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. This is Josh Danzig with Where at Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYet.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Sky Vodka. If you're looking to take a day trip for the holidays, head to Homa's House and Gardens, explore the historic mansion and visit their Christmas shop, or enjoy a taste of the season in a glass with a Christmas cocktail like the Frostbite Martini at Gattuso's Neighborhood Restaurant in Gretna. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched WhereYat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of WhereYat magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. No surprise, Saints defensive end Cameron Jordan named the Week 15 NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Jordan 
Of course, had a big game against Tampa Bay in a 9-0 shutout on Sunday night football. Five solo tackles, two for loss, and forced a fumble. Recovered by his teammate, Marshawn Lattimore. And in the process, he overcame the 100-sack mark for his illustrious career at 100.5 sacks. Joining Ricky Jackson is the only two players with 100-plus sacks in franchise history. Congratulations for Cameron Jordan, 34th all-time in NFL history in sacks to give you some sort of perspective on just how good he has been overall. That's the good news. Then there's the bad news. When you look at what's happening right now, uh, it is a situation where Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson both now are on the COVID-19 list as of today. Johnson yesterday placed on the list today. Troutman was placed on the list. Of course, the concern is obvious. They both play the same position, tight end. That leaves you with Nick Vanette and Garrett Griffin right now. Game Monday night, you need two consecutive days of negative tests to be able to play. I'm not going to say that's impossible, but it's, I would say, probably not likely. Trotman, 26 catches, 245 yards, and a touchdown in 11 games on the year. Of course, Johnson's been a hybrid player and helping them in the passing game at tight end. So that has to be a concern. Dennis Allen conducted the media meeting today, so Sean Payton's still not back. As you wait to see what happens there. No injury report today because the Saints play on Monday night. Their first injury report will come out tomorrow, and we'll get a much better idea about who's hurt and who's not and about those tackles in particular. Meanwhile, the Saints have signed defensive tackle Braxton Hoyette to their practice squad. They have terminated the contract of practice squad linebacker Chase Hanson. So those are the roster moves and obviously facing a team in Miami that's won six in a row and they're at seven and seven. Same record as the Saints on Monday Night Football and Caesar Superdome. The Saints right now a three and a half point favorite in the game and it's really a must win. The Saints now ninth in the NFC after Philadelphia beat the Washington football team last night. 2601061, a final break. Back with our final segment in just a moment when we return here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Macy's last minute gift sale is going on now with an extra 20% off great gift ideas for everyone on your list with your coupon or Macy's card. Not sure what to get? Give a gift card and let them decide. Shop your local Macy's early and late and get your gift orders faster when you pick up curbside or in store. Plus, it's time to spend your Macy's money on anything. No merchandise exclusions. Details at Macy's.com slash Macy's money. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. 
This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. So if you're like me and still have some last minute shopping to do, you need to check out Kohl's. I got my husband the green Fitbit Versa 3 for $169.99, found some great toys for 50% off, and got silver jewelry my mom is going to love for just $17.59. I even saved an extra 20% and got Kohl's cash. So I guess you could say I got everything just in the nick of time. Get it? Select styles. Ends December 24th. Price valid on green Fitbit Versa 3 only. Toys and Fitbit. Coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or for details. There's no gift that's more beautiful, more versatile, and more meaningful than a beautiful piece of jewelry. And there's no better place to shop than Diamonds Direct, where making memorable moments is our specialty. This holiday season, we've put together our most impressive selection of can't-miss gifts. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands for every taste and every price range. And to make it easier to splurge this season, we're offering four years zero-interest financing on any holiday purchase. So that $5,000 Eternity Band is just over $100 a month. And that $10,000 Designer Diamond Ring, just around $200 a month. With this special offer, everything's affordable. So come to Diamonds Direct. Let our experts help you choose that perfect headliner gift for this holiday season. Get holiday store hours, directions, finance details, and see our online gift guide at DiamondsDirect.com. On approved credit. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show here on a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with you as we continue on. And it's pretty interesting times when it comes to college football because that's been impacted by COVID as well. Texas A&M is not going to participate in the Gator Bowl because of COVID-19 issues and season-ending injuries within the program. So Wake Forest has nobody to play. That was announced earlier today. Jimbo Fisher saying they just don't have enough scholarship players available to field. A team. Now, the game is scheduled for December 31st, New Year's Eve in Jacksonville, and the Aggies were about to travel there this weekend. The Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork said the program was down to 38 scholarship position players, and as a result, they just don't have enough to be able to play. In addition to that, tight end Jalen Wiedermeyer and running back Isaiah Spiller have declared for the NFL draft and would not play, and quarterback Zach Calzada who started 10 games this year, has entered the transfer portal. So they just don't have players to play. Now, 
Wake Forest wants to play somebody. Dave Clawson, the coach, said he's met with his team. They absolutely want to play. And that at least five teams have reached out, expressing an interest to play Wake Forest as a replacement in this game. The ultimate choice for the opponent, though, is up to Gator Bowl officials. So stay tuned to see what happens with that. Marshall just played University of Louisiana in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl last week, and they said they'd like to play another bowl game and be the replacement. So that's what the Thundering Herd have stated. Illinois, 5-7, and seven, says they'd like to play as well. Losing record, though, right? So someone wants to play, and we'll see if anybody does, in fact, become an opponent for Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl on December 31st. It's an interesting dynamic and another example of how COVID has affected all levels of sports at this point. Interesting from the NFL, too, with regard to Joe Burrow. Now listen to this. Burrow said that having limited nightlife options in Cincinnati has helped that team keep its number of COVID-19 cases down while positive tests surge around the NFL in recent weeks. Burrow said, fortunately, there's not a ton to do in Cincinnati. Nobody's going out to clubs and bars and getting COVID every weekend, but we've been healthy. The Bengals have just one player on the reserve COVID-19 list. That's Chidobi Awuzi. So as a result, the Bengals have really handled this probably as well as anybody. And according to Joe Burrow, it's because they don't have any nightlife in Cincinnati, which is, a, I guess, a, a funny story and a sidebar. But certainly, he's probably speaking the truth. And it's not a criticism of the metropolitan area. He's simply saying that this is why there is uh, no COVID prevalent within the Bengals football team. That's kind of where you're at. NBA, of course, has had all kinds of problems. Uh, the Pelicans' magic, as we talked about, Tomorrow night, we'll see if the Magic have enough to play. Right now, the game's still on. Meanwhile, Luka Doncic, star player for the Mavericks, has entered the health and safety protocols as well. So there's another problem. Guard Trey Burke already has entered protocols, and they join teammates Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, and Josh Green on the sideline. The Mavericks play Milwaukee Thursday, Utah Saturday, and obviously that's the finale of the Christmas night games that are scheduled to be played in the NBA so it's pretty interesting Dodgers already missed five straight games with a sore ankle but they were planning on having him return and without him the Mavericks aren't really much uh, to talk about frankly and they've been disappointing over the course of the season to this point in time so without him they've got a problem uh, no doubt about that meanwhile congratulations to Cole Kelly more all-American honors. He's now got four different All-American honors that have been bestowed upon him as a result of his outstanding season that he just concluded. Of course, we all know that he was the player of the year last year in the FCS, so goes without saying that he's special. Kelly, named first team All-American by Stats Performing the Associated Press, third team by Hero Sports in that regard. Nichols offensive lineman P.J. Burkhalter and McNeese defensive end Isaiah Chambers also named to All-American teams on the FCS level. So kudos to those players at the Southland Conference level who have been very good. And obviously this is 
you know, the honors that come forth to recognize these guys for what they have accomplished. And we also want to mention to you that tomorrow evening you can watch two high school basketball games live at CrescentCitySports.com. The Country Day Classic third-place game and championship game will be televised back-to-back at CrescentCitySports.com webcast. Watch them. 6 p.m. tip for the third-place game, followed by the championship game. I'll have the call of those games along with coaches Timmy Byrne and Bill Gallagher. Looking forward to that. The semifinal teams uh, that will certainly be in the games on Thursday night include Country Day along with Catholic High of Baton Rouge, St. Thomas Moore, and Carr. Very good programs, to say the least, in a very good tournament. And we'll have those games for you coming up tomorrow night at Crescent City Sports at 6 p.m. It should be good. We also want to tell you that we will be back tomorrow night. We will have our Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. I'll have the show for you. Michael Green will not be with us for the whole show, but he will have his devotional as part of the show. And our song of the night will feature another Christmas classic that you'll want to check out. Our scripture of the night, the Christmas story. You won't want us that either. So it's all coming up tomorrow night. And we certainly look forward to that at 6 p.m. right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. I want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done tonight. Thank our listeners for being with us tonight. Thank our sponsors for helping make it happen as always. We deeply, deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Now, this is Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us. And as always, we encourage you to be a good sport. Rounding third and heading home as we ask you all to be blessed by the Lord. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access was also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Lifegate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Thanks for listening to All Access on Nash Icon 106.1 FM.